0: So as we uh, start, let's just take take a deep breath, right? Because we've been living for two years or so in somewhat World War I history with the pandemic, a pandemic we never thought we would have that. And now, now we're worried if we'll be living through World War II history as war has broken out in Europe. These are incredible incredible times. And I was thinking about that and I thought, you know, let's go back to the beginning, the beginning of our our story. Um, you know, when all of this world was just dark, nothing but darkness. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light in the darkness. And Then God said to the ocean, you stay here. And he said to the land, you stay there. Then he flung the stars across the heavens and set the sun in motion and the moon in motion at night. He created everything. Everything that exists, everything that has existed, everything that ever will exist. And then he created us, man and woman. He created humanity and he set us in a garden, the Garden of Eden. The perfect place where no one has to work. No one had to plant or plow or anything. Everything just grew and, and all the fruit was in season. He set us there in the perfect Garden of Eden and said, you can do anything. You can do anything you want. You can eat anything. Just don't eat from that, that tree. Well, if you've ever had kids, right? And you tell your kids, you can do anything you want, do this, do that, but just don't do this one thing. You've already pointed your kids in the wrong direction, right? And sure enough, we as humans ate from that one tree. And that tree was the knowledge of good and evil. So we now know both. That's where we live, in this world where people know good and they also know evil. In this imperfect world, for surely we don't live in Eden anymore when we look at the news feed on our phone or watch the news on TV. Surely we no longer live in Eden. We live east of Eden because of what we did. So we pick up this this story just in the third chapter, the third chapter of Genesis. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God. He was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God. They hid among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So I hid. This is just the third chapter. I mean, this escalated quickly, didn't it? That we fell from grace. And following this, we were kicked out of the garden, out of... Eden, where we live today, where we live in this imperfect world, this world where people do know good and they also know evil, where people do what is good and do what is evil. But we still live in God's creation. Think about that. Everybody in the world is walking in God's creation. They're walking with God in some way because every footstep lands on what God created. And somehow within everything, within every rock, within every, every raindrop, every snowflake, every cloud, within every tree, there is what God desired for us. But we know that there are people who walk in this world far from the ways of God. They walk in their own ways. Now, they don't think they're doing wrong. They, they think they're doing what's right, but it's so clear that it's wrong. There are people who walk in this world, and because of the way they live, they literally hurt other people daily. We live in this imperfect place. After the fall we know that there are people in this world who who desire to walk close with God the desire to walk in the ways of God and, and we as Christians because of Jesus Christ have have the way we have the the power of the holy spirit to walk with God but we don't always sometimes we do and sometimes we we wander off. Even when you think about your own walk with God, your own faith journey, can, you probably can remember a time when you were really, really close to God and walking with God. And if you're older, you can probably remember a time when you, you wandered off. We don't always make a conscious decision to walk away from God, but we do. It's baby steps. We just sort of stop doing these things and start to do those, and we wander away from walking close to God. I was thinking of my own walk with God. When, when, when I was little, I was always at the church. If there was something happening at the church, my parents were there, so I was there. Some of my first memories are in Sunday school. Every, every Sunday or every other Sunday, they'd put two classes together, and there's a big old upright piano, and some lady would come in and play the piano, and I can remember singing This is my Father's world for the beauty of the earth. I'm so old there weren't those vacation Bible school songs or kids songs. We just sang hymns. That's what there was. I remember sitting there hearing, This is my Father's world for the beauty of the earth, that there's beauty in the earth. I can remember always being at the church, running through the halls, my family was in charge of the setup for the Flapjack Festival United Methodist Men had, which meant my dad had a diagram of how it should be set up. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking a diagram of tables. Nope, it was a diagram of the tiles on the floor. You had to count so many tiles, and then that's where a table leg went. And then so many, picture being five or six years old and, and crawling and counting these. And then one year the church got new tables. And my dad's diagram was thrown into tumult. And he had to go down to church. We had to go down to church and count the tiles again and put the tables. It was easy taking it down because it all just went in the closets. That was my walk with God. One of the first things I ever cooked, I wanted to cook to take to a covered dish dinner. Imagine my mother's fear. Of me cooking, not just for a home, but to go to church. And I flipped through the Betty Crocker cookbook and found Chuck Wagon casserole. I like cowboys. And if cowboys ate this, this gotta be good. And my mom's thinking, maybe the ladies at the church aren't gonna like this. Literally, we had Chuck Wagon last night for dinner. It's a gourmet meal. It's hamburger, baked beans, ketchup, yellow mustard, and Worcestershire sauce with a little salt and pepper. I'm telling you, it's good. You can Google it. I love it. I was always at church, and then when I was in eighth grade, there was a lay witness weekend coming to the church, and nobody in my family was really interested in going, but there was something inside of me that said I needed to go, and I couldn't drive, so literally my dad drove me every night and picked me up afterwards. And then the one night there was the call and I came up to the rail and there I knelt and I gave, committed my life to Christ. And through the rest of junior high and high school, I, I walked pretty close with God. But then I went to college and I was into music and playing jazz and I was in the theater and I worked as a carpenter and as I worked as an electrician and I, I never made a conscious decision but I just sort of wandered away from God. You know how you do? And I literally ended up places where I knew I shouldn't be here. Have you ever felt that? Like you just know inside, I shouldn't be here. You literally want to run from that place. You're shaking inside. I I had worked as an electrician and been sent to this elderly couple, and I had to charge them this much, and I I knew I was ripping them off. And they were offering me iced tea. And I thought, I shouldn't be here. How did I get here? When I used to go on mission trips and and build and fix things for people who had nothing. How did I get here? Well, fortunately, at the same time, I was wondering how I had wandered so far from uh, a close walk with God as I was finishing my college career. uh, Revival came to the University of Pittsburgh. Josh McDowell came, and again, there was the call. There was the call to come forward, and I came forward and knelt again, and I recommitted my life to Christ. I was that scared. I didn't want to live where I had ended up. And not only did I recommit my life to Christ, I, I made a bargain with God. Have you ever made a bargain with God? We're not supposed to do it, but we do it, right? And I said to God, if you, if you get me through seminary, I will be a minister. I will serve you that I'll not just commit my life to Christ, but I'll commit my life to the ministries. If you get me through seminary, I will serve you. Now, to get Alan Brooks through seminary is not an easy task. It takes a mighty God. And he was faithful. So here I am, 39 and a half years later, serving him because he was faithful and I agreed that I would be faithful. And that doesn't mean every day I've walked right with God. That doesn't mean I've done everything right. I have made mistakes. I have I've done things I shouldn't do. I've 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 left things that I know I should do undone. My ego has gotten in the way at times. This this hasn't been a perfect walk with God, but it's been an amazing walk with god and there are times that i've been god what on earth are you doing and i know there's days he's looked down at me and said alan what on earth are you doing when are you ever going to learn and there are times i've i've wondered god where are you what's taking so long there are days that i thought god should be right here doing this what i wanted done right now and i know god is looked at me at times and thought, Alan, what on earth are you doing? Why are you doing that? But it's been an incredible walk with God. And he wasn't just faithful in getting me through seminary. He has been faithful throughout the years. It's simply amazing. So we as a church are committing ourselves to through the time of Lent. Lent begins uh, this week. Ash Wednesday is on Wednesday. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of Lent, from, from the beginning of March through Easter, to commit ourselves to individually and collectively looking at our walk with God. Where Where is your walk with God? Is it, is it close? Have you wandered off? Because these are incredible times. These are incredible times we're living through, and I believe if we spend this time to deepen our our faith and deepen our walk with God individually and collectively, that God can do an amazing thing with that. We can just stand back and watch what God is going to do with that. So we offer you this opportunity to look at at the walk as as you live out your life. A number of years back, Mike Iaconelli, a, a Christian author who died in a car accident in 2003, wrote a book called Messy Spirituality because he looked at his own faith and, and thought it was pretty messy. That There were other people that seemed to be better at prayer and, and other people knew their Bible better and some people were, just seemed to be so faithful, but he just seemed, his faith just always seemed to be messy. And he thought, well, if my faith is messy, I'm probably not the only one. So he wrote this book called Messy Spirituality, and it had a subtitle, an interesting subtitle. It was The Annoying, the annoying Love of God for Imperfect People. He always had an interesting way of looking at it. The Annoying Love of God for Imperfect People. I know that's been part of my journey, this messy walk with God that I've, that I've lived and that my faith hasn't always been perfect. At times it's been uh, been messy, but it's just been an incredible, amazing thing to, to walk with God, to wander off at times, but that love of God never goes away. Even when you're way over here, You can still hear God's voice if you listen. God's annoying love, just persistent, just relentless. The the band sang of it, just this relentless love of God for us, us imperfect people. God loves us so much. So I ask you to go on this journey with us through Lent to look at your walk with God where it is and to look at our walk with God where is it and see if we can get closer to God. And in simple things, it's daily practices. It's nothing new. It's, it's really ancient that Christians have done for millennium, But we forget about it sometimes and life's been coming at us fast and disturbing at times. So I think we really need need to, to do this because it is simply amazing to walk in the ways of God, stumble and fall sure, but always, always striving to walk as close to God as we can. And I know when you do that, God does amazing things. I know he's done amazing things for me, and if he can do it with the likes of me, he can do it with Anybody? Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you are simply amazing, and your love never lets go of us. You always love us. You always desire that we would be close to you. Forgive us, O oh God, when we have have wandered off. Forgive us when we have forgotten about you. Help us, O oh God. Help us place our steps in your path and and open our hearts to your love. Fill us with your grace and encourage us, empower us through your Holy Spirit. Through Jesus Christ we pray, amen.